Hello, welcome to the AC Visions Family Talk Podcast. I'm your host, AC. Here is where we discuss all things faith and family. I share real life stories of home life as a wife, a mother of five, home educator, and all the learning curves my family and I are journeying through. As you can imagine, we're in a busy season and I got a lot to share. The goal? Getting back to the basics of raising strong families. Let's talk about it. Hello, this is episode four entitled Embrace the Suck. (laughs) In today's episode, we're talking about embracing the circumstances in life that tempt us to just hurry up and get through it because we're inconvenienced, we're uncomfortable, or maybe we just don't have the energy. They are the moments in life that if we had a choice, we would totally skip over and only go through the moments that bring us pleasure and enjoyment. Well, I'm here to tell you, embrace the suck. (laughs) Embrace the sucky moments that require you to grow your patience and, dare I say, enjoy the exploration and the learning process in those tough circumstances, knowing it's growing your character as a person, a spouse, and a parent. I'm going to share a story of how I learned to embrace the suck by turning a messy room into a character-building project with my daughters. It was a whole lesson we committed to before we even had a chance to sit down and eat breakfast. Before jumping into that segment of the podcast, let's jump into some AC Pearls. Romans 5, 1 through 5. I'm reading from the New American Standard Bible. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we also have obtained our introduction by faith into his grace in which we stand. And we celebrate in hope of the glory of God. And not only this, but we also celebrate in our tribulations, knowing that tribulation brings about perseverance and perseverance, proven character and proven character, hope. And hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. The one thing that stands out the most in that passage is hope does not disappoint. How often do we get our, here's the E word, you ready for it? Expectations. How often do we get our expectations up for people to inevitably disappoint us? I don't care if you have the highest expectations of people or you have what I like to say standard expectations because I think it's healthy to have a standard. People are going to disappoint. And maybe you've reached a point in your life where you said low, (laughs) low, low, low expectations just so you're not disappointed and that people will naturally rise to the occasion and surprise you, which is pretty sad, by the way, because I think I used to do that. But Hope does not disappoint. That's almost synonymous to you're preparing for the worst. So you're prepared. It's not going to surprise you. And you're hopeful for the best. And hope does not disappoint. Now, let's walk it backwards. Where does that hope that doesn't disappoint come from? According to Romans 5, 1 through 5, proven character. I love that phrase, proven character, because it implies that something has been tested and found to have integrity. 
It's structurally sound. It's true. You can rely on it. Similar to how we test furniture or a car before we buy it. We will examine the mess out of a piece of furniture before we purchase it. And you know what? Even before it's delivered and it's settled all the way in your living room. We'll look at it when the delivery man arrives. We'll look at it when it's being hauled inside your home. We'll examine every nuance of this piece of furniture. (laughs) While it's being assembled in everything and before we sign the paper to accept that it has been delivered in good condition. We are really good at examining products and things for defects and flaws. Why are we good at that? We want to be sure that everything that we invest in, that we give our time and attention and money to, is going to stand the test of time. We want to know that what we're investing in has integrity and it's reliable. As I meditated on this passage in Romans chapter five, when I first read it, I couldn't help but ask myself, do I examine, do I test, do I prove the things in my life about my character more or less than material things? Do I take a look inwardly at my character, at my spirit, as often as I go to the grocery store to examine a container of fruit before I buy it? When something ugly inside of me comes out one day and I'm somewhat acting out of character. Pineapple! When I'm acting out of character and I just kind of take a pause and do some inward reflection? Do I examine what's coming out of my mouth? Do I examine what's going on in my spirit to cause me to to act out of character? Am I buying it? Pineapple. When, I'll tell you a quick story. Here's my Chick-fil-A story. Okay, who here, when they go to Chick-fil-A, has ever had a hood rat ratchet, as I call it, moment at Chick-fil-A? Anybody? Anybody? I had a moment at Chick-fil-A of all places where I came out of character so surprisingly to me. My husband looked at me like, are you okay? And I looked at him like, no, I'm, I'm not. I have no idea who that person was that came out of me. A lady cut me off in the drive-thru line. You know, the cones where you you have to stop and yield to the traffic coming out of the drive-thru line. And you want to get into the drive-thru line, but you got to stop at this, either a yield or a a stop sign before you proceed into the drive-thru line. And you have to just make sure you look over your shoulder to make sure that no one's exiting the drive-thru. So no one was coming out of the drive-thru. I proceeded to enter into the cone lane and someone just came in and cut right in front of me. And I, I must've been hungry that day. <laughs> I must've been, I had to have been hungry because normally I don't honk at people. I don't, I, I don't believe in road rage because people out here, they, they take it to a whole new level that I'm not prepared to to meet them on that level, especially with all my children in the car. And, but that day I just must've been hungry and I just really wanted some Chick-fil-A. So this lady cuts me off and I rolled out. I didn't even honk at her. I rolled down my window and started yelling at this chick like, Hey, you know, it was, it was ugly. I'm just going to leave it at that. It was ugly. 
my husband looked at me like, honey, calm down, honey, calm down. And we got the kids in the car and he knows we don't behave like that with the children around, especially. And I was like, no, no, it's the principal. It's the principal. I'm just, I'm just acting out of character. A sweet employee of Chick-fil-A came over and asked me calmly what seems to be the problem. And I'm over here calling this lady out of her name. I did not swear at her. I did not call her a swear word, but I called her some other names that is, it was just inappropriate. I am ashamed people. Okay. I'm ashamed. This was like maybe seven or eight months ago. It could have been a year. I don't know, but okay. I've, I've dealt with it. Okay. In my own heart. And he walks over to the lady and calmly explains to her that she cut the line. And when I saw this woman's face, I could tell that she was one of those sweet old church ladies. (laughs) She was probably listening to a sermon or something in her car, just not even minding my erratic behavior behind her. And my heart instantly just sunk to my, I'm going to call it my butt. (laughs) My heart sunk to my butt. And I was just, I was just, Oh, I was wrecked that day. I was, if my face could turn red, I'm brown y'all. If my face can turn red, you would see it a mile away. I promise you. But so I wanted to apologize and I looked at my husband and he looked at me and he was laughing at me because I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm the most awful person in the world. And I wanted to go apologize, but she actually drove away. She didn't even get back in line. She drove away before I had a chance to get out of my car and walk over and apologize. So I have to live with that. (laughs) Let me read you a passage from Luke chapter six, verse 45. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth what is good. And the evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth what is evil for his mouth speaks that which fills 